East Lansing. Welcome to Impact Exposure. Exposure is 88.9 The Impact's one-hour forum discussing relevant issues affecting the MSU community. And now, tonight's Exposure. To exposure on Impact 89 FM. My name is Natalie. I'm subbing for Dedestin this week. Glad to be here with you. I usually host The Basements on Thursday night, but excited to be here in the Exposure studio where we talk about current events going on in the Lansing area. So tonight I am joined with, I, we're going to have five guests tonight, which is awesome. So our first guest is here in studio, and he's going to introduce himself and tell us what he is here to talk about. Uh, my name is Rick Kibbe, and uh, I work with Sunsets with Shakespeare, which is a free uh, Shakespeare in the Park theater group. Cool, cool. And um, more information on that can be found uh, at com. So to start off, where are these performances occurring in the area? Uh, this, uh, this set of plays this summer will be in Hunter Park. Hunter Park is about, it's in Lansing, it's about the 1400 block of East Kalamazoo. Uh, lovely park as you drive from the MSU campus west, uh, about 1400 block east. Uh, there's apartment buildings on your right. If you look to your left, you'll see a swimming pool and basketball courts, and you'll see a, a Shakespearean uh, castle arising out of the green of the park. And that will be, uh, that will be where the play will be. Is that over by like the River Trail area, or am I the, the the River Trail is a little further south than that? Okay, all right. And how often are the performances occurring? Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. I think we're starting on the uh, first through the third of August, the eighth through the tenth, the fifteenth and sixteenth, and also a rain date on the seventeenth in case we have a canceled performance. Say. Start around six thirty. When they say sunsets with Shakespeare, they're not kidding. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it actually the 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 timing. And I can never figure out how they do this because, of course, the sunset changes every night. But they uh, they time the play so that uh, as the as the d- dusk is settling over the city and the sun goes out of your eyes and the park cools off, that that's that's where we're having it. Cool, cool. And how, how did you get involved with this program? I, I was uh, I, I, I was just being a good dad. My my son had fallen in with this troupe of actors, and I thought I'd better. <laughs> 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 I wanted to go see what they were up to, and uh, they were doing Titus Andronicus, which is a uh, sort of a notorious uh, Shakespeare play. It's supposed to be pretty. Uh, dramatic. Yeah, what dramatic is the wrong word to use when you're talking about a play, because all plays are supposed to be dramatic. But this one was, uh, there was a lot of violence in it. And I wanted to check it out. And, and actually, when I showed up, you know, there was this sparse little set and a bunch of kids running around. I thought, well, well. And I got to say, I was really amazed, uh, amazed at the quality of the acting by the cast and amazed at their ability to take this uh, this tiny little set and and transform it into uh, one thing after another. It's you know if you grow up in an age of TV and you don't get to use your imagination much, but 
between the quality of the writing, which is exceptional, and the quality of the uh, cast in the company, which I thought was pretty darn good. Uh, it turned out to be a very pleasant evening. Uh, my my son stayed with him for several years, and and actually I I'm on uh, I'm on the park board for the city of Lansing, and I thought this is the sort of thing I'd like to see more of in the parks. And and actually we use a lot of uh, there are a lot of uh, local kids, a lot of local uh, people that you would recognize. Uh, our our mailman, <laughs> the, the local mailman, is in the show, it's, and you know they're not just fooling around. These are these are these are serious actors. Uh, it's interesting. A lot of the uh, kids go on to very good uh, theatrical schools, and a number of the older uh, actors are uh, either folks that have been active in. Uh, school plays or community theater uh, have acted outside of town and sort of settled into settled into Lansing. So I have a really nice range of uh, types of roles and types of actors. Uh, it's, uh, the other thing is for people that are expecting Shakespeare to be acting, you know, where the you know, sort of John Lovett's uh, approach it. Uh, this between the editing of the show and the staging of the show it's it's very understandable it's very accessible it's sort of a modern approach to uh, staging shakespeare and the other thing that that when people go to see serious theater they think they have to be serious they think you know you're supposed to sit there with your hands in your lap and and uh, you know pay a lot of attention and and actually um a Shakespeare play from the 15th, 16th century was sort of an action movie of the time. There's a lot of really broad humor. There's a little bit of, uh, uh, I guess you could say, body humor. Uh, and there's certainly a lot of action. This one in particular, uh, we had um, John Lennox, who's uh, uh, an, uh, he's, he, I'm trying to remember where he just got back from. If he just got back from Scotland or if he just got back from Switzerland, but he goes all over the world doing this sort of stage direction and, uh, he's from around here. And so the, 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 the stage combat, which if, uh, if you're a type of person that, that likes action on the stage, it's, it's very good. It's, I've had very good direction and, uh, of course the, the actors like it because they get an opportunity to work with some of the best. Cool. And is it is it just one Shakespeare play that you feature during during this time, or is it multiple ones? We usually do two a summer. Uh, this summer, uh, there's a lot going on this summer in terms of complications and lies between the tornadoes and the park being torn up and, and such as that. So we're only doing one this summer. But since 1999, we've done 16 plays. We actually wow. did... Uh, Roman and Juliet six years ago won an award, won a couple of awards actually, uh, with the play. And the staging this time is different. It's not the, it's not the same, uh, it's, it's not the, the same play. But they, they've all been Shakespeare plays and, uh, and, it's, and I, I, I think we'd like to get back to doing two a year. Uh, that's a, that's a busy summer if, if, if you've ever done a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 two Shakespeare plays in a summer yeah, is pretty busy. <laughs> definitely. And how long did the actors have to to prepare to for for the performances? 
I'm, I'm trying to remember when they started, but it's, it's about two and a half. It was right at the beginning of the summer, so would that be May, May, okay. June, July? So uh, maybe two and a half months, and that includes learning your lines. That includes yeah. the you know blocking, learning how to move around on the stage. and Plus, uh, when you're a little company like this, you also have to build your sets. That's yeah. actually the stage we're at now. Uh, we, we get to build our set and... Uh, that's, that, one of the things that's a lot of fun about this company is that you get a lot of people pitching in and, and neighbors, folks from the neighborhood, uh, local business people, uh, parks department, uh, the police department has been, you know, stopped by, you know, we said, oh, you know, there's going to be a fight in the park, but don't worry about it. You know, that's, that's, uh, you know, we're going to be staging a fight in the park and, Everybody kind of gets a kick out of a couple of years ago uh, when uh, Tony Benavides was Mayor Lansing. He he was in the audience and actually, they actually brought him up. And I don't know if you know Tony, but he's a fairly shy guy. And uh, he, uh, he he was in the play for a couple of minutes, so <laughs> that that was kind of fun. Uh, and this year, the the mayor now, uh, Mayor Benero's office, has also been very supportive. Uh, Carol Woods from City Council, very supportive. Uh, just lots of people helping out, and it all shows everybody's bit helps. Yeah, well, this is the fun part—the performing part—to just display all the hard work you guys have been have been putting together for the last couple of months during the summer. And I and and I, I it it always surprises me, and I, every, every every time I go, you know, I I look and I see. Fourteen-year-old uh, you know, kids and thirty-five-year-old uh, kids and. Sixty-year-old uh, kids, <laughs> all up there, uh, you know, whooping it up, and like I said, you know, Shakespeare is, is, uh, is, it's not, it's not something you're supposed to sit and watch. It's something you're supposed to enjoy. And uh, for people who are worried about the, you know, that the language would be too inaccessible, I, I don't. Maybe something happened in my brain, but I think it's more the the director of these things is uh, Todd Haywood. And he seems to have a knack for knowing how to direct these things. And, how, and a lot of it is also how the how the players uh, handle the language. And they handle it in such a way that it just sounds like somebody talking. So it's, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have to wear a suit to this thing. You don't have to bring uh, an academic brain to the play. You just, you, you come to have a good time. Bring your lawn chair, bring a blanket, bring a picnic. Uh, it's a lovely park. Uh, and in, make an evening of it. Come, come a little early and, uh, you know, watch the actors, uh, suiting up and warming up. That's always kind of fun. And then there comes that moment, you know, when it all kind of comes together and, you know, and now, you know, on with the show. So mm-hmm. it's a, it's a good time. And as I, I, I think I'm not allowed to say. <laughs> it's a complimentary uh, performance, I, I believe. That's what it is. Yes. That, that's what it is. Yes. And, uh, and and actually, I think you'll be full of compliments about uh, about <laughs> this performance. So. Well, it sounds really neat and and it's like a great event for all ages of people to, to go check out. So tell us again when it's occurring and, and where it's at for our listeners. It's going to be in Hunter Park, which is uh, in the 1400 block of East Kalamazoo Street, in Lansing, it's between uh, Clifford and Holmes. You can park on the street on Home Street and 
uh, walk, you can actually see this. There's a, there's a little pathway through there and you can see the set through there. You can go down, uh, uh, Clifford Street and there's a parking lot there. You could go down, uh, Lathrop and come across on, uh, what is that? Elizabeth Street. So it's, uh, there, there are a lot of, and also if you're a bicycle person, if you live on East Side or if you live in East Lansing, it's very accessible by bike and you can, uh, uh, you can bring your bike right with you. Just, you know, lay, lay it down and lay your blanket on it, use it for a pillow or, uh, that's, that's not a problem. Anyway, it's 1400 Block East Kalamazoo Street. It will be the, Evenings of August 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, August 8th, 9th, and 10th, uh, August 15th and 16th, and a rain date on August 17th if uh, one of the shows gets rained out. The, the program starts at 6.30, and uh, bring a lawn chair or bring a blanket, and... Uh, Come prepared to enjoy yourself. All right, great. And you can also find more information on the web, www.sunsetswithshakespeare.com. Thanks for coming in. Sounds like a great time, and we'll be back in just a moment with more Exposure. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. At the football game, Jim shows the telltale signs of being wasted. He starts flexing for the camera. He refers to his muscles as gunboats. He screams, how's this for a halftime show? Jim streaks the field. It's easy to tell if you've had way too many to drive. But what if you've had just one too many to drive? Never underestimate just a few. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, the Ad Council, and this station. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Sunday nights, check out Sit or Spin from 8 to 10 p.m., where you can voice your opinion on what new music we play here on the Impact. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now... Back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. My name is Natalie. I'm your host, filling in tonight for Dedestin. We've got our second guest right here in the studio with us. Excited about that to talk about some things going on. So tell us who you are and what's going on. I'm Manuela Cross, and I'm the co-director of the Women's Center of Greater Lansing. And I'm here to talk about a uh, art sale that we have on Sunday, August third, um, during the first Sunday Gallery Walk in Old Town. And it's at Perspective 2 from 12 to 4. All right, cool. And I, I have a, a website here as well that people can go to, womenscenterofgreaterlansing.org slash spotlight slash index dot html. That's, that might seem a little lengthy. Maybe just cut it off at womenscenterofgreaterlansing.org. <laughs> I'll let you speak on that, though. Sorry. Yep. Um, it's actually one of the uh, highlighted events on our website. So okay. you can absolutely just go to our website. And on our website, we have um, we will have a, over a hundred items from local artists and some artists that are are not local. Um, but there's pictures of some of the items that we'll have for sale on the website. Just a, a sampling. Okay, very cool. Now, how did you get involved with this project? Well, um, we've had a variety of different events, and we've always had local artists that have. 
um, donated to our events and that we've always been very successful in getting donations. And we thought, well, let's try to do an art sale. And we've had tremendous support from the community, from the artists, um, from everyone knows someone who is an artist. And we've also had tremendous support from the framers as well, because we've gotten some really interesting pieces that were not framed. And so we've had great support from the framers in the local area as well. Um, did you want me to mention some of the artists that we have? Yeah, sure. Okay. That'd be great. Great. We have a real wide variety, everything from pottery to wearable art, um, jewelry, stained glass, uh, quilts, uh, photography. Some of the um, artists that I think folks might know are Deborah Oliva, um, Kim Kaufman, Roger Mars, Patrick Lindemann, who does wonderful photography um, that focuses on the local area. Um, Chris Triola does wearable art. Um, we have a wonderful suit from her. Joe Barden is a painter. Uh, Roxanne Frith, I think a, a number of people know her. She's a um, photographer. Alexandra Summit. Um, and then we have some pieces from Mackerel Sky. Um, and we have a, and D- um, Doug DeLind as well. We have uh, everything from uh, MSU scarves and pillows to fine art that, um, you know, you can hang on your wall. So it's really a pretty pretty wide range that we'll have. Yeah. And is this the first annual art sale then? Well, I think if we uh, have the success that we think we will, I think it will become the an annual An event. annual event. Okay. Yes, we'd love for it to become an annual event. That would be great. And what does the, the Women's Center of Greater Lansing, like, what is the overall, like, mission Okay. On the center. Well, what we do is um, we basically help women um, improve the quality of their lives um, to become more economically self-sufficient. We have a big focus on employment. <coughs> Excuse me. We help women with uh, their job search. We have two job seeker support groups. We have um, uh, ongoing sexual assault support groups. We do personal counseling. We do career counseling. We have a variety of workshops on everything from assertiveness to basic car repair and maintenance. Um, we've got a number of wellness-focused um, workshops coming up. We received a grant from the Right Aid Foundation. And we're doing everything from breast cancer awareness, uh, what are the risks, risk factors, to what are some of the treatment options. We're also doing workshops on stress management. Um, who can't benefit from that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and we are—we actually are getting our um, August newsletter. We do a newsletter, bi-monthly newsletter, six times a year. So we just finished up our August newsletter today. That will be available on our website within the next couple of days. And then we'll have hard copies available probably the end of this week, early next week from the printer. Um, and that includes all of the information on our workshops, on our support groups, um, and on the different activities that we have coming up at the center. What are the best ways for people to find out more information on all the activities you have going on at the Women's Center? Well, there's a number of ways. One is they can um, always get on our website. We, Our website is very active. We have a wonderful um, web diva that we call her, <laughs> and um, she keeps it updated on a sometimes daily or several times a week basis. So if they go to womenscenterofgreaterlansing.org, um, they can also call us. Um, the number is 517-372-9163. They can also stop by. We're located at 1710 and 1712 East Michigan Avenue. 
We're about halfway between Frandor and Sparrow, um, three doors east of Kentucky Fried Chicken. So there's usually someone there. We have groups in the evening. We have things going on on Saturdays. So there's usually someone there most of the time. But it's always good to call ahead just to make sure that someone is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of great programs and, and, and resources that you guys have available for the community mm-hmm. there. So just to, to recap, tell us again about the event and, and all the info that people would need on that in order to find out more about that. Okay. Well, it's open to the public. Everyone is welcome. It's this Sunday, August 3rd, from 12 to 4 at Perspective 2 in Old Town, which is um, right on Grand River uh, between Turner and Cedar, I believe. Um, it used to be the old Tom's Hardware or something like that. Um, and it's during the first Sunday gallery walk. Um, I think I said 12 to 4. And... Um, I think that's about all the information. And like I said, if people want to see some samplings of some of the things, they can go again to the website. It sounds like you have a whole range of, of, of different kinds of art. So there's something for everyone there. That- there really is. There's jewelry uh, in every, every uh, possible um, medium of art that will be available. Definitely. So you can make a day of it on Sunday. Come out, support the Women's Center of Greater Lansing. Thanks so much for joining us here in studio. Thanks for having me. And we'll be back with more Exposure in just a minute. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's Progressive Torch and Twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. My name is Natalie. I'm your host, and I'm joined with two guests in studio to speak about the Grand Ledge Island Art Fair coming up. Please introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Cindy Langenberg. And I'm Helen Hollihan. All right. And how did you guys get involved with the art fair? I've been involved with the art fair for the last 13 years um, as information and student help runners to the artists. Sure. I haven't really been involved with it too much, although I'm involved in Grand Lynch with a lot of things and have gotten through this because of my association with Marilyn Smith. Definitely. And and tell more just general information. What is the Grand Ledge Island Art Fair if someone has never been to it before? The art fair is um, roughly 120 different artisans that come and set up their booths on our second island, which is in the Grand River in the center of Grand Ledge. Okay. Um, they It runs from 10 o'clock in the morning till 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and it's open... No matter if it's rain or shine, the artists are prepared for everything. We have everything from 
dolls, woodworking, stained glass, homemade um, lotions, um, dried flowers, pottery, photography, so fine arts to crafts. We cover a long range. And are the artists predominantly Michigan artists? Or? Not necessarily. We have people that come from out of state um, that come up. It's generally in the Midwest. Okay. Um, but we've had people travel quite a distance to come and be involved with this fair. How have you seen the fair grow over the years since you've been involved? Um, it's We generally get anywhere from eight to 10,000 people that come into the town. Wow. Um, the town is roughly 8,000 people to begin with, so <laughs> on one day we get a huge amount of people come in, and it's sponsored by Ledgecraft Lane, which is um, our hometown art emporium, and um, this is their 35th year, and it's amazing. Each year we get about roughly the same amount of artists that come. They're different each year, and we manage to get so many more people that want to come back each year because they really like our fair. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's been going on for, you said, 13, 13 years? or, 35 or Oh, years. wait, 35 years, and you've been involved I'm for 13. 13. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah. Lots of lots of uh, history with, with, with the art fair. That's, that's neat. It's neat to have events like that that, that really bring people, it kind of highlights the Grand Ledge area, brings people to the area as well. Is there going to be, like, food and refreshments and things like that available? I'd imagine so. Or possibly not. There's going to be several different kinds of food, okay. yes, and, and refreshments. Uh, and there, also there will be uh, music all day long. Oh. Different, different artists will Great. be performing on the stage uh, at our gazebo, which is uh, right as you first come into the onto the island. So oh, all nice. kinds of artists. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, should we be surprised at what, what musicians we might find or...? Um, a lot of them are local. Okay. Um, we have guitars, fiddlers, accordions, um, harmonicas. Okay. Um, and a lot of them will be strolling through the art fair as well as performing okay. in, in a set setting. So cool. it's a lot of fun. Now that spikes my interest uh, for for another reason is because I host the the show on on the impact, which is Michigan artists. So. Oh. Here's a chance for people to to go out, and we always try to, you know, find the events in the community where the Michigan artists are performing. So here's another one to, for us to add to our list for Thursday night as well. Sure. So sounds like a great event. And um, is is there any where are places that people can find more information on the? We do have a website. Okay. Um, Ledgecraft Lane has its own website: www.ledgecraftlane.com, or they can call. Um, Ledgecraft Lane at 627-9843. And there's somebody there that will answer their questions about the fair. Excellent, excellent. Anything that I haven't covered with with what's going on? Have I missed any pieces here? No, we're hoping for a beautiful weather day. Um, Our artists are prepared for all kinds of weather, so we're we're not prepared. We've had rain, but they're prepared for it, too, so... We go rain or shine, and we're really excited. It's our 35th year. Wow, cool. Ledgecraftlane.com mm-hmm. is the website to check out more information. And it's going on 10 to 5 Saturday? Saturday. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Well, thank you guys for coming in. appreciate it, and hope everyone can make it out to check out the art at the Grand Ledge Island Art Fair. We'll be back with Exposure in just a minute. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9. 
nine, the impact. Attention shoppers, if anyone is missing a rather plump set of love handles, please come to the customer service counter and claim them. The ample love handles were lost in the produce department where their former owner had purchased fruits and veggies to munch on during the big game. Thank you and have a good day. Small step number 81, snack on fruits and veggies. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to get healthy. Learn more at www.smallstep.gov. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Saturday nights from 8 p.m. until 2 a.m., tune into the cultural vibe to hear the best in both local and national hip-hop, plus live mixing on the ones and twos. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9, The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. My name is Natalie. I'm your host. And I am joined with the fourth guest of the night. We're going to talk about lots of things that are happening at LCC. So tell us who you are. Uh, my name is Mary Cusack. I'm the Performing Arts Coordinator at LCC. And um, the first thing we have going on that we want to inform people about, we have a couple of dance concerts coming up that wrap up what we call our summer stage. Okay. Um, and those are uh, events that are open to the public to come down and enjoy. Usually, most of them are outdoors. Um, but the next three are dance concerts that really kind of work better indoors. So they're going to be in Dart Auditorium. Okay. Um, we have one that is at noon tomorrow, noon to one. It's a what we call random acts of dance. <laughs> and it's a combination of... of um, Performances by the classes that have been meeting this summer, the dance classes at LCC, and then um, some student choreography pieces, and then some pieces that are going to be then in the evening concert. And the evening performance is um, called the CD Dance Project, Community Dance Project. And that's a collaboration with Happen Dance and LCC, um, and um, some, again, choreographers in the area who come and kind of teach people. Um, it's, a, it's a dance concert, but it also teaches people why, how choreographers think. So they'll actually, the, the choreographers um, will come out and talk about how they come up with with their movement that goes with music. And does the music drive the movement? Do they think of movement first and have to find music? And everybody, you know, they think differently. They, they all have different creative processes. So it's kind of neat to hear how people make that work. Yeah, yeah. So, and in the days when it seems like, like music videos can actually drive the success of a band, mm-hmm. that's a very important aspect. Yeah, movement to music is very effective. And, yeah. You know, it's it's that visual impact of, you know, of, of um, the energy that you see behind the music. And, and I think one of the greatest examples is like the iPod commercials that yeah. had such great movement and, and music. And, you know, that, that really drove that product. So that was kind of an interesting um, study in, in the power of dance and, and movement. So um, the CD Dance Project is, is Wednesday and Thursday at 7 o'clock in DART. Um, and then the next things we're working on are, are our fall classes. And, um, Getting community members more involved in performing arts c- classes and opportunities. Um, and at LCC, we have a whole bunch of music ensembles. And usually, you know, they're populated by music majors, but we a- actually have uh, open audition process so that anybody in the community could, can audition to be in any of the ensembles and they take them for non-credit and it costs much less to do it that way um, because there's a lot of people who just want to perform yeah, and work with a group and so we really like to have those community members who come out and, and um, get involved. Um, 
we have a, for instance, a jazz ensemble, and we have uh, a member from the community who I think I, I hate to put an age on him, but he's in his 80s, mm-hmm. and he's a trumpet player, and he's phenomenal, you know, and it, it, and it gives that stability to the students. It gives them somebody to, like, look look up to, you would hope, and respect, and, and see this person who's been playing for his entire life. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's it's really neat to get that diversity of, of musicians um, between the, the young students and, and the older, more experienced musicians in the area who want to come and perform. Um so we have uh, a percussion ensemble, we have the Landswingers vocal jazz ensemble, we have an instrumental jazz ensemble, um, we have a guitar ensemble, and we have a concert choir, and then this fall we're actually piloting a new ensemble that is an experimental new music ensemble, which is kind of the, um, you know, that what people might say out there kind of experimental, mostly instrumental type music, like John Cage, Steve Reich, kind of um, Laurie Anderson, that kind of really New York experimental feel to it. Um, and that's new for us, and that's, it's going to be pretty exciting. We have um, one of the instructors for that. His name's Jason Price, and he moved to Lansing just recently, and he's a member of um, of an ensemble called Alarm Will Sound. Um, and people who know about that kind of music, Alarm Will Sound is a lot like Bang on a Can. It's you know one of these groups that that's a mega group of multi multiple instruments, and and whoever is performing, they come up with and a lot of it's improv, and some of it's improv over a created you know, backbeat kind of thing. I mean, it's just really interesting to watch. You're watching the creative process on stage sometimes. <laughs> so we're really hoping people get excited about that one. Yeah. Um, How often do these groups, like, have to meet to practice? Uh, some of them rehearse one night a week and some two. Okay. Two times a week. Um, it just depends. For instance, the concert choirs twice a week because, you know, three hours of singing would be a lot. So they meet yeah. twice a week for an hour and a half. Sure. Um, so, but, but most of the instrumental ones are once a week for a, a longer period of time, two to three hours. Okay. Uh, and they all have chances to perform in public. We have concerts with all of those groups, um, twice throughout the semester, at least twice, sometimes more if we get, you know, requests for, for groups to play. So there's plenty of performance opportunities for people doing those. Does it change, like, does the group um, add or subtract members at the semester then for each semester? can, it okay. can. Most of the majors, the, the music majors, stick with an ensemble throughout their two years at LCC. Okay. And sometimes longer, if it takes them longer to finish the degree, sometimes it's five semesters. Um, so they're usually pretty stable in membership, although people do, you know, transfer away earlier or um, drop out for a little while, you know, for whatever reasons. So there's some makeup that changes, but there's always a few members who carry over. So there's always a little bit of stability and then some, you know, some fresh blood and, and, you know, new faces. So it's always a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. But particularly fall is when it changes the most. And then usually people who are in fall carry over into spring. So falls, this is right now where we're, we don't know who we're going to have yet. (laughs) So it's a very interesting time. And where can people find out like more information about joining one of the groups if they wanted to? Um, they can call the um, Performing Arts Program uh, at 483-1070 or um, go to LCC's website at www.lcc.edu and then look for the Performing Arts page, Performing Arts Programs, and, and the contact information's on there. Um, but yeah, it's just as easy to call and we can give people information and, and connect them with the, the different ensemble directors to set up an audition. Yeah. Yeah. I know that my friends that, that take jobs in different states or cities that, that look for this kind of an opportunity where mm-hmm. they, they miss, you know, being able to play in a group or. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who are musicians, 
but have to have a you know quote unquote real job, <laughs> you know. But they really still want to perform in some way, and that's that's what this is a perfect opportunity that exactly. you know you can still come and perform and in a in a structured setting. You know, it's not like a band that's going to be volatile and break up like the commitments or something. <laughs> you know, you're not going to have a big fight scene and you know no it's 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 structured and there's a director and, and it's a collaborative effort and they're very very supportive and nice yeah where are some of the places that different ensembles have performed at over the years typically we perform at dart mm-hmm. um and the concert choir has performed at like Plymouth Church and um oh, there's another church downtown and I forget which one it is Central Methodist maybe I'm going to get that messed up um our land swingers performed um actually last year at the um jazz fest which everyone's going to hear more about in a minute Mm -hmm. um so that was a great opportunity um and sometimes we've done outreach to high schools um but we also bring people in uh for instance sonny wilkinson's group here at msu has come over and we've done concerts um shared concerts with with her group and our land swingers um we had the hazlitt um, middle school percussion group came and played with our percussion group. So we try to bring other groups in as well. So we, we look for a lot of new, fresh ideas and how to do our programming of concerts. And, um, so there's a lot of variety. Yeah, yeah. And now for those that, that may not know where the LCC campus is or where DART is, for instance, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can you tell us where that's DART's at? right on Capitol Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's I mean, we're smack downtown, just north of the Capitol area. So... Um, Dart would be the the nearest crossroad is uh, Lapeer, like Lapeer and and Capitol Avenue. So it's 500 North Capitol, um, and there's plenty of parking during summer. Parking's not a problem because there's not very many classes going on, <laughs> so that's kind of nice. Um, it's easy to park in the area, and it's a it's a good auditorium. We just got a brand new huge air conditioning unit, so it stays plenty cool in there. So if, <laughs> if the temperatures keep going up, we're set. <laughs> if you're looking for a cool place to hang out, exactly, exactly, <laughs> head over to Dart. And let's let's go back to the, uh, the 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 dance concerts again. Um, so those are going on right now, currently. Um, tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Yep, twelve to one, and then um, tomorrow evening at seven, and Thursday evening at seven. So mm-hmm. that's just during. That's just this week. That's not a, a weekly type event. That's right. Yep. Week. That's that's our wrap up of the summer stage, and okay. then of course we have dance. Um, We'll have a dance open house in the fall um, at the end of the semester, and then our big dance concert happens in the spring. So there's more dance things that do come up, um, but right now, um, as we're in the last week of summer classes, so okay. this is our big capstone activity for the summer, and then we take a breather for a couple of weeks and just ramp up for back to school. That's so. good. Can yeah. people also are community members allowed to join the dance groups as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of our beginning level dance classes, none of them have prereq or auditions, so anybody can come and take a beginning tap, beginning modern, beginning jazz. Um, and um, beginning ballet, and if they're in a class, they can be in, a, in an open house, and they can also audition for the big spring concert. So, yep, anybody's welcome to take those. Okay, yeah, because mm-hmm. that's another area where you know lots of people are always looking for something to do in that and and dance. Yeah, and it's funny because you you're never too old to start dancing. You know, <laughs> it's amazing to me the the diversity of age that we have, and and sometimes uh, you know we've had people in their fifties who I always wanted to try tap or I always wanted to try ballet and. and doing it you know at a community college level is nice because you can do it for no you can you know audit the course you're not doing it for a grade um but it gives you again that structure of okay i go in twice a week and you know i have an instructor who helps work through problems that i might have you know build flexibility it I means 
good physical fitness to begin with, but mm-hmm. it also is nice. Um, it's great exercise. It's incredibly good exercise because you have to build so much core strength, body strength, you know, to have, to be a good dancer. You, you know, so they do a lot of stomach work. <laughs> they do a lot of <laughs> sit-ups and toning and warm-ups and, and all that kind of thing. So it's, it's very physically, um, demanding, but, um, but I think very fulfilling for people. So it, you're never too old to start doing that, that yeah. kind of like class. So like a risk-free way to, to try something you always wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, not too much commitment, but enough to keep you honest and keep you going. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a lot of people need. Definitely. And what's the whole list of like different dance styles that, that, that are taught? Do you tap jazz, modern and ballet? Okay. Yep. Those are the four that we do. Okay. And the two different performances this week, just to recap those, the, there's two different things going yep. on. Random, random acts of dance is the lunchtime, lunchtime performance tomorrow. And All people right. are welcome to bring their lunch into DART, even though we usually have no food rule. But for, for our random acts, we always let people bring their lunch. <laughs> and then the CD dance project is the um, um, tomorrow night and Thursday okay. concert. And then music ensembles are going to be starting up in the fall. Those Do those go on mm-hmm. over the summer or? Nope, nope. It, eight weeks is our semester. It's just too short, too short. to get much done. Yeah, sure. yeah. So th- the semester begins technically um, August 21st, but I think most of the ensembles start in the second week of classes so that we have time to um, do extra auditions and recruit a little bit more. So they'll they'll be starting the second week of August. Sure. There's still plenty of time to, to contact us and find out about auditions and, you know, See if it's something people are interested in. There's plenty of time still. Yeah, a month to go almost. So. Do you provide any instruments by any chance? Or? We have the percussion mm-hmm. instruments, um, but if it's guitar uh, or jazz, you, people have to have their own instruments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, when does the semester end? How long does it last for? Oh, now you stumped me. <laughs> it's either December 12th or 14th. So it's it's probably very comparable to the MSU mm-hmm. semester. Yeah, yeah, it's about I feel I like you're is. like you start earlier than than MSU, but um in August perhaps by a few days, but I think we do. Okay. I think because we start on a Thursday to make up for Thanksgiving and Got I don't it. think MSU does. I think they start on the Monday. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, we're yeah. a couple days off. I'll but we to, end the same week, I think. So. I'll have to figure that out yep. in a few weeks here myself. Yeah. <laughs> No one I'm supposed to be there. Isn't it terrible? It feels like summer's already over, doesn't it? It does. I know. Come August and, you know, you've got, you know, the final performances coming mm-hmm. up and it's like, wow, where did all the time go? It flies by. It flies, it flies by. by. Yeah. But it's beautiful weather. It'd be a, you know, ride your bike, you know, along the river trail down to mm-hmm. uh, LCC and, mm-hmm. and come check out a performance. Take a break in the in the air conditioning over, oh, yeah. at, over at Dart and then... And then ride it's back. such good air conditioning. I tell people bring a blanket because it might end up too cold. It's, <laughs> it's powerful air conditioning. <laughs> so yeah, it's a good break, and I hear it's gonna be hot in the next few days. So. <laughs> That's what I hear too. Yeah. Yeah. So LCC, um, their website again, uh, lcc.edu. Okay, mm-hmm. and and I'm sure most information. You can find from mm-hmm. there. If you go to the performing arts pages, humanities and performing arts is our department. Or if you look up music or you look up dance or you look up theater, you'll find, you know, there's all kinds of ways to find us. But from the front page, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of great opportunities. I encourage everyone who's interested to check them out. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you for having Talking us. about this. And we will be back in just a moment with more exposure on The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. 
Smoking helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want MySmokeFreeApartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building. Without all that smoking. Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. MySmokeFreeApartment.org. When you get up in the morning and turn on the radio, you don't want to hear those other guys talking on your way to work, do you? You don't want to hear talking. You want to hear music. So here at The Impact, we are making you a promise. We're calling it the More Music Morning's 89-second play. We, The Impact, pledge that every weekday morning from 8 to 10 a.m., we will shut up and play music. We pledge that we won't talk for more than 89 seconds at a time, meaning more music all morning long. We pledge that every caller who requests a song between 8 and 10 a.m., Monday through Friday, will be entered to win a great Impact prize. And we pledge that in return for your listening to us, we will listen to you and play more music that you want to hear. So tune into The Impact for more music mornings. Let us know what to play, and maybe you can win some cool stuff. Only here on 88.9 The Impact. You're listening to Exposure on 88.9 The Impact. Phone lines are open at 432-3893. And now, back to Exposure. Welcome back to Exposure. My name is Natalie, and we are joined with our last guest of the evening to speak about the Lansing Jazz Fest coming up. So welcome. Hello. And go ahead and tell us who you are. I'm Terry Terry. I um, serve as president of the Old Town Business and Art Development Association, which produces the Jazz Fest it has since 1995. I have a business at Old Town, Message Makers, as well. So that's a little bit, and I'm, as I said, one of the founders of the Jazz Fest. Excellent, excellent. And so, so you've been involved since the start back yep. in, in, in 95. Um, I'm sure you've seen a lot of growth throughout the process as well. Where can people find out more information about, about the Jazz Fest? Uh, jazzlansing.com. Okay. That's the best source because the schedule's there, all the bands, all the details are at jazzlansing.com. Excellent. And when is the event taking place? This Friday. We start at 4 o'clock with the Jazz Dogs. A little happy hour thing going on there. And then goes till past midnight Friday night, and then Saturday we're uh, from two again till past midnight. Okay. Okay. And if you want a little background, I can tell you a little yeah, history. Yeah, definitely. Uh, <clears throat> actually, I'll tell you a couple things. I'm going to tell you the history of, of. I'll get back to jazz in the U.S. too, but uh, okay. In Lansing, we started out in Old Town, which is the center of where Lansing is a new. Uh, if you want to call it modern city, started in the 1860s, but it's the has the largest concentration of historic commercial buildings in the city. This was the center of the city when it began, and it went through you know ups and downs. When the capital came, the other downtown sort of developed, but Old Town, uh, that, at that time known as North Lansing, uh, was okay up until about the early 60s, and then with the urban sprawl, suburban sprawl and spread and all that, it began to decline. It really became a ghost town when we came in there in the uh, early 80s. It was it was really a ghost town. It wasn't bad. It just there was nothing going on. They were boarded up buildings and so forth. Um, we started a organization called the North Lansing Art Association, which we which uh, eventually evolved into Old Town Business and Art Development Association. But um, we did a festival, of the Art in October Fest, in 1994, and it was a 
it was good. We had actually a great turnout, and we decided we like jazz. So we said, let's do a jazz fest in 95. And these festivals really brought attention to the area. And uh, you know, it was a way to promote the artists. I guess I should tell you what our mission is, which is to create an open space in our community to bring people together, to uh, make new friends, and figure out how we can make this a better community to live in. Are most of the artists, um, the jazz artists, are they from Michigan? or? Um, we have... Um, Area artists, regional artists, Michigan artists, and then we have, you know, a uh, percussionist cello player from Brazil. We've had people from around the world and around the country. So we have some, uh, you know, national acts as well as regional and local acts. Yeah, definitely. I, um, you know, I stumbled across the, the Jazz Fest, not last summer, but two summers ago, mm-hmm. just riding to, to Old Town on my bike, and I loved it. It was really, it was really fun. It was, there was lots of great food. I remember that part, too. Tell us about that. We have uh, all <laughs> kinds of ethnic foods there, you know, a dozen or so different vendors of all sorts, from, you know, uh, Mexican to Thai uh, to barbecue, you name it, uh, Middle Eastern. So we've got a great, great variety of foods, other vendors there. And, of course, you know, we do this event on the street. We close off Turner Street and the big parking lot, and so it's a, it's a free, it's a, anybody can come to this event. Uh-huh. And, uh. I was one of them just on my, yeah, on right, my bike. Right. It's anybody can come listen to the music. Yeah. Uh, we have great food and beverages there, but it showcases the assets of Lansing. We've got artists, we've got art shops, we've got boutiques and cool clothing stores and great restaurants. And again, it's a place where people can come and make new friends. A very diverse crowd shows up there. Yeah. It's safe, you know, friendly, fun. Yeah, and I think the, like the river trail like comes right up to it right there, right by right, the fish can, ladder. You can, you can and take everything. the river trail trail, you're right. Yeah, so an elderly instruments just a just a short walk down the street if you want to buy a guitar or something while you're down there. Yeah. So lots of Old Town is cool. There's lots of great things going on, and they just Old Town just won the the IKEA right, the national contest. We went after uh, we got the um, an IKEA award, which allowed ten businesses there to get. Uh, I'll call them faceless, but, you know, re, yeah. you know, some new stuff in their places. So that was great. And, you know, again, another thing to put Lansing on the map. Exactly. Town. Exactly. Um, and, you know, again, this event, we've got lots of volunteers that, you know, we're really thankful for. Uh, sponsors, if I can. Sure. Tell uh, us. Recognize some of them because um, you know, two of our founding sponsors were message makers in WLNZ. But um, mm-hmm. WDBM has been a great supporter. GM, Flagstar Bang, Bud Light, those are some you know, major sponsors that we've got. Um, the Michigan Council for the Arts and Cultural Affairs have you know been supporters. And City Pulse, Fan Addis Greenhouse, and Flower Shop. I won't name them all, but you <laughs> know, it's a good event and people come behind it. Yeah, definitely. So. Definitely. Going on for two days, Friday and Saturday. Friday it starts at 4 o'clock. Saturday at 2. Approximately how many uh, artists will perform? Um, About 15 bands, approximately. uh, And we have the New Poets as well on Saturday afternoon, which are very hot. Um, But Racy Biggs is one of the big acts Friday night. Okay. uh, Out of Detroit. Um, Extraordinary trumpeteer. Um, And on Saturday we've got, let's see, uh, Johnny O'Neill played several years ago. And he played the um, uh, musician... Um, Art Tatum in the movie Ray, and uh, he really just tore the place up. We've got, I think, Lascados plays Friday night. Again, jazzlansing.com has all the exactly. listing. But we've, we really work hard at representing a variety of jazz styles, and we do some unique things at Jazz Fest. This, this year's theme is uh, The Look of Love, so we've asked every band to play the song The Look of Love. Okay. 
And then we also ask every band to play something original, like an original song or arrangement, something they've never performed before publicly. So if you come to Jazz Fest and li- listen to every band, you're going to hear something that no one else has ever heard, you know, for the first time. So, you know, we, it keeps the energy of the of the event, you know, sure. really high, and uh, it, it allows unique experience for everybody. Yeah. Is there just one main stage, or are there multiple no, stages? No, good question. We have three okay. stages. Okay. North stage, south stage, and river stage. There's a big you know, patio tent in between the north and south stage, and then you know, all the vendors are kind of surround the river stage. And they're alternating schedules, uh, some overlapping. And we have a couple workshops, too. Sheila Landis does a, a jazz workshop on Saturday. I think the, j- the workshops are on Saturday, and I believe they're in the river stage. Um, and... Um, Sheila Landis and somebody else is doing another workshop. Uh, Blues Mills with Jazz Workshop, uh, which is Greg Nagy and Joe Gloss. Okay. So, what cool. do you uh, want to talk? A little, can I tell you a little bit about the how jazz spread throughout the U.S.? Oh yeah, period? definitely. Okay. Nineteen seven. Well, I'm not sure of my dates, but around 1914, 1917. In New Orleans, there's a little area called Storyville, and that's really, you know, Dixieland, that's where jazz was just, I guess, blossoming and starting. And, and uh, <clears throat> the uh, Admiral of the Navy, you know, the, the New Orleans was a major port, and I, it might have been, I don't know if the Mexican-American War was going on then, whatever. But uh, anyways, the sailors would get off, and they would go to this area called Storyville because there was, uh, you know, wine, women, and music there. And uh, the admiral was having a problem getting people, the guys, the sh- sailors, to show up back at the boats after their shore leave because they were partying pretty good. Mm-hmm. So he went to Josephus Daniel, Secretary of the Navy in Washington, registered his complaint. Who, uh, Secretary of the Navy, then went to President Wilson, who put out an an edict or whatever, and more or less shut down shore leave the ability to, you know, for them to go to Storyville. And the impact was that um, these musicians were out of work, you know, because nobody was coming there. So they had to leave town, and they went to Cleveland, Detroit, Kansas City, Chicago, New York, San Francisco. And that's really caused the major migration of jazz out of this one little place in New Orleans to cross the U.S., and the different jazz styles evolved out of that, so... Just a little jazz history, and they say that jazz is like the like one true form of like American American music. Am yeah, I right? It's, with that? it's an original American art form. It's you know there are influences from West African, the polyrhythms out of West Africa, and some of the classical music of of Europe. But really, it's a you know an original form, of which you know, there's some arguments that you know blues sort of evolved out of jazz or as a derivative of, of the jazz form, but. And from which stemmed rock and hip-hop and everything else yeah. that we know today and, yep. and enjoy as well. Jazz musicians, I, I find, are s- some very talented musicians as well. Well, you know, it's a complex mu- music form. Yeah. It requires um, ability to improvise, and there's a give and take. You know, the, the musicians have to really listen to each other while they're playing. And you, you really, you know, if you pay attention, there's some amazing things that happen on those stages. And um you know, the, it, the sound is passed around. It's not formulaic. Uh, they have to really have good ears as well as, you know, understanding of the theory of music. Exactly. And jazz songs can turn out to be quite long in, in length as well. Oh, yeah. With the improvisation, you can have yeah. quite lengthy um, um, sets. But the, I think the energy probably just builds and and 
Mm-hmm. The song grows as it's being played. Do you play? Are you? A, I do. I right. do. I'm not you know, performing anything, but I play flute and congas, and I, I'm trying to learn harmonica. But yeah, I, I enjoy it very much. Those almost yeah. sound like untraditional jazz instruments, but um, <laughs> yeah, there, there, are, there are some jazz flute players out there. Yeah. Well, the harmonica that would be cool too. Um, but but yeah, jazz. Um, Lots of lots of. Do you get lots of high school students that that are there that that are maybe well, in jazz bands? Or? Some, yeah. It's, it is summertime. School is not in session, uh-huh. so it's it's. Yeah, I don't know if we have. Any, we don't have any like high school performers. We have we have one rather young group, uh, which is some which is a, sort of a ska jazz thing going on. Okay, and I think that they're called the Open Late Thursdays. So this will be they'll be kind of fun. Okay, we have uh, uh, Friday Night's Los Gatos, which is a Latin jazz group, and they're they'll tear it up. So lots of different subgenres within the yeah. genre. Don Phillips is a piano player, a solo piano player, and he's he's um, he's played a number of times before, and he's great. Um, Couple bands I haven't heard, the Fabulous Heftones. I'm 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 curious to hear what they're like. Sure, uh, yeah. S. Smith's got his Jazz Fest All Stars, which which is is a mix of musicians from the area, and Ed's a great guitarist, and he'll do a great job. Oh, and forgot to mention, Saturday at seven, we've got the Lansing Symphony Big Band. Oh, so we got a big swing band cool. there, and uh, Sonny Wilkins is playing Saturday, and. Um, Johnny O'Neill, uh, Rodney Whitaker from the Professors of Jazz at MSU is playing with uh, Johnny O'Neill. So that's uh, Saturday night. I bet the selection process is, is difficult. You know, really, we're looking all year long. Yeah. This is a, the committee meets. We have a phenomenal committee of about 20 that meets every month, year long. And then as we get closer to the event, we meet more frequently. But um, we're always looking for great groups, and we want to mix it up. We bring a few back from the prior year or, or past years, and we always want some new blood in there to stir it up. Uh, and again, it's trying to balance. And you know, you've got musicians that are booked, or you're trying to work a schedule out. I mean, yeah, I, I have to thank Mike Scorey for working through it this year, and uh, you know, Christy Love did it in prior years, and Mike's doing it this year. But it's a, it's really a, it's a major effort to get oh, it to get it right. I bet. But when you get it right, then everybody has a great time. Exactly. And we're, um, you know, it's really satisfying to look at the crowd. See, as the crowd grows, and you see the happy people and the smiles on their face, and they're dancing, and they're just enjoying the weather and the place, and that's why we do it. Yeah, yeah. So this is—it's been going on since '95. So you're in your thirteenth, fourteenth, fourteenth year, something like that. Year. It's pretty frightening. Wow. About that long. But that's cool. I mean, last year we had about a thirty percent increase in attendance. So, okay. Uh, we. Weather's looking good this weekend, so I think that will happen again. And uh, you know, there'll be some great crowds there, and we'll have to think about how we expand it into the future. Great, cool. And that's this Friday and Saturday, uh, four till midnight on Friday and Saturday, starting at two o'clock until midnight. And more information on that? Jazzlancing.com. So check out the web for more information on that. Hopefully you can make it out to Old Town for the Jazz Fest. Terry, Terry, thank you so much for joining us here. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you you for listening to Exposure. Um, My name is Natalie. I've been filling in. Enjoyable. Stay tuned. Progressive Torch and Twang is up next on The Impact. Thanks for listening to this evening's Exposure, only on 88.9 The Impact. 